I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. It's been a while since you've heard my voice, been almost two months, and I wish I could say that it's been 100% work that's been keeping me away, but no, sometimes it's a little bit of hedonism, sometimes it's a little bit of laziness and lack of self-discipline, but I am going to be trying to do a steady stream of podcasts uh, from now until the end of the year, so uh, let's get started. Now, in the last podcast, which you'll not need reminding was all the way back in September, I talked about how during the uh, Willie Monroe, Billy Joe Saunders title fight, how you can't really win a fight if you're doing nothing like Willie Monroe was doing for most of the fight. Well, I'm going to play corner man again, and I am going to give you some advice, which you should already know. If you are going to be fighting for the heavyweight championship, it doesn't matter if it's a a, a simple title belt or the lineal championship, you might want to come in shape and actually wanting to win the fight. Because good God almighty, I have no idea what the hell Bourbon Severn was trying to do in his fight, or his rematch rather, with Deontay Wilder a few weeks ago. Good God Almighty, what a pathetic, miserable, sorry excuse for an attempt from Stavern. I, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around what the thinking was. Because he came in heavier than he'd been in a long time. He hadn't fought in well over a year. In fact, uh, looking at his record very quickly, his last fight was almost two years ago. So I'm just thinking, okay, you know, you haven't you haven't fought in two years. Why? Like, I don't know what Berman Stavern does when he's not fighting. I imagine that he's got enough money saved up so that he doesn't have to work a full-time job. I mean, after all, he did used to hold the heavyweight title. But what the hell have you been doing with your time, man? I mean, why not spend some time in the gym just like staying say getting in shape so you don't have to have a training camp simply to you know put off the weight i just don't get it this just pathetic i mean all the credit in the world to deontay wilder for uh stopping him in the first round knocked him down three times and stavern getting up you could just see the, the the look on his face like, Jesus Christ, what the hell am I doing here? I really should have trained for this fight. Crap. But he, he just figured, okay, no, I'm here. Might as well try to make the best of it. Let's get this over with. And by the time he was knocked down for the third time, the referee just waved it off. No point in continuing. And I'm glad that Wilder did it that way. I mean... Uh, Stavern is the only person to have gone the, the full 12-round distance with Wilder. And I thought if Deontay doesn't knock him out in this rematch, it, it could kind of like hang over him for a while. So, you know, good job on that. Now, the question is now, what's next for Deontay Wilder? Is uh, now the time to get in the, in the ring with Anthony Joshua? I say yes. That should be the uh, first fight that they tried to make for each other next year in 2018. But also, something that should happen in in the meantime, between now and then, between now, uh, November 19th, and 
leading up to that fight, what they should try to do is raise the profile of Deontay Wilder. 39 wins, no losses, 38 wins coming by way of knockout, a KO uh, ratio of 97%. He's undefeated. He knocks out everybody. He is sometimes a bit wild in there. I mean, makes sense. His last name is Wilder, but why the hell doesn't anybody know who this guy is? It's a bit baffling to me because this was the uh, sixth defense of his title, this knockout against Severn. But does anybody outside of boxing know who Deontay Wilder is? There there was a... uh, Oscar De La Hoya, he sent out a, uh, a tweet. He used to be Wilder's promoter, and he uh, actually got him to a world title uh, the last time that uh, they promoted, or that uh, De La Hoya promoted him was in 2015. And uh, he said this, quote, I promoted Deontay Wilder during his first 33 fights, and I made him a champion. If I were his promoter, he would be a star, and Anthony Joshua would beg for the fight, and not the way it's happening right now. Oscar's right, unfortunately. I don't normally agree with Oscar at all. I mean, we'd probably have a 30-minute argument about what color the sky is. But regardless, I honestly think that De La Hoya would know how to market Deontay Wilder a lot better than what's going on right now. Like, Deontay Wilder should be on the frickin' Tonight Show, punching out Jimmy Fallon. That would... That would... That would please me so much. I would watch Jimmy Fallon if just if somebody would punch him in the face. Or Seth Meyers, for that matter. But I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. I just don't understand why nobody knows who he is. He's 32 years old, so he's still kind of young. But why doesn't anybody... I, I, I... I'm kind of reminded of... Um, a, a quote from Mike Tyson. I'm going to play that for you right now, early in his career. When I go to big cities, everybody stop, you know, and it's like, wow, Mike Tyson. You're Mike Tyson, aren't you? Aren't you that young knockout kid? Okay, truth time now. Do you think that happens to Deontay Wilder? Do you think people go up to him and say, you're Deontay Wilder, aren't you? Aren't you Deontay Wilder? Aren't you that guy who knocks out everybody out? Are you the bronze bomber? I don't think it does. Deontay Wilder, this is an American heavyweight champion. People should know who he is. I don't know why they don't. I would want him in commercials. I would want him on talk shows. I would want him doing anything that increases his profile and makes people say, I want to watch him. It it just doesn't make sense to me. But regardless, I hope... That a fight between him and Anthony Joshua can be made for early 2018. However, it's not going to surprise me too much if it's not, because let's not forget, this is boxing after all. Moving on, Ferdy Pacheco, the longtime ring doctor to Muhammad Ali and former Showtime boxing analyst, passed away this week at the age of 89. Uh, I do enjoy going back every once in a while, finding some fights from Showtime that are on YouTube, watching them, and I think Pacheco does a good job on commentary, but aside from that and, you know, 
advising Muhammad Ali that they that he should have retired a lot sooner than he did. The dude was a real piece of shit. Okay? And you're probably thinking, oh, Andrew, why would you say something like that? Why would you bring something up like that? The man's dead. Okay. And? Does that stop all the racist crap that uh, he did in his life? Does that just kind of, well, that never happened now because he's dead? No. Okay, this is a guy who showed up to the set of Ali, the uh, Michael Mann, uh, Will Smith movie. Uh, a bad movie, by the way. I might actually review that on the podcast one day. But he showed up to the set one day, drunk off his ass, complaining that A, he did not his that he did not have a bigger role in the movie. B, he wasn't played by Andy Garcia. And C, he also was uh, hurling racial slurs at Will Smith. I mean, I, I don't care what your opinion is. What your opinion is of Will Smith. I think his son needs acting lessons, but other than that, it's kind of like, wh- why are you doing that to Will Smith? So Smith had him removed by police. And then, of course, there were all the times that uh, he just decided it was okay to compare Joe Frazier to a gorilla. Where we found that gorilla, I'll never know. But we, we found a little gorilla, a rubber gorilla. Ugly as hell, he looked like Joe Frazier. That was from the Thrilla in Manila documentary uh, that aired a few years ago on HBO. And some of you might think, oh, Andrew, he, he's just making light of it. He's just like, oh, yeah, it looked like Joe Frazier. <laughs> Not really, though. Well, okay. Then there's uh, this part coming up where he thinks, oh, it's okay to call Joe Frazier a gorilla. What did you think at the time of the gorilla comments? I thought it was great, really. Finally, you're finding it so dumb as to let your opponent get under you with a doll. Were you a man or you're in, in kindergarten? There was also an article in Ring Magazine one time, I think it was a, I don't know, a look back at the thrill in Manila, and they interviewed Pacheco, and he once again referred to Joe Frazier having a gorilla face. Except the uh, writer of the article decided to change the spelling of gorilla to gorilla as in gorilla warfare. And I, you know, I wrote to the uh, author and I said, you know, I think you actually meant gorilla as in the animal. And the guy said, oh, no, no, he, he meant uh, a gorilla as in like a, a, a war face, like, you know, put on your war face. Well, put on your gorilla face. That's a load of shit, and you should all know that if you're intelligent enough. Don't do this whole Joe Biden thing of, okay, I said something offensive, but what I really meant was this. I mean, it's plainly obvious. Then why didn't you say what was plainly obvious before? Why do you have to use all this bullshit and metaphors that nobody understands but you? Regardless, Freddy Pacheco, you know... Somebody once told me, oh, well, the problem is he has dementia now, and... uh, you know, it, it's not really him speaking. Okay, well, if he has dementia, then who, why the hell is his family putting him in front of a camera and say, speak openly and honestly, Dad? I mean, we're, we're getting paid, right? Regardless, he's dead. Rest in peace. And uh, try not to be too... Uh, try not to be too much of a dick to all the black people in heaven, okay? Of course, if that's where you ended up. Moving on. Now, I started this podcast by doing something that's completely against my nature and that is being in agreement with Oscar De La Hoya and I know some of you might think that I might be sick that 
there might be a uh, brain tumor that I'm unaware of that's making these uh, kind of statements. But don't worry, I want you to know that I am fine, a bit malnourished, but whatever. Oscar De La Hoya has come out and said that he would like to fight Conor McGregor. Oh, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Listen, if you need help, buddy, I'm always willing to help you for a price. But if if you need somebody to be your sponsor or something, that's fine. We'll, we'll send you to rehab. We'll get you all cleaned up. Clearly, you've fallen off the wagon. If you honestly think that you can fight Conor McGregor or even want to or think that people want to see you fight Conor McGregor. You know, that's the funny thing about Oscar. Leading up to Mayweather versus McGregor, he went on this big Twitter tirades, tirade saying F Mayweather versus McGregor, saying that it was the worst thing ever for boxing and that it was, you know, taking away from real superstars. But now that McGregor's been beaten, Oscar thinks, oh, well, it's okay if I want to fight him. Oh, Oscar, do you really want to do that? I mean, if this were maybe 10 years ago, sure. Yeah, that you, you, you'd probably, or rather not 10 years ago, but if you were 10 years younger, you'd probably beat him. But then again, nearly 10 years ago, people thought that you were obviously going to beat Manny Pacquiao, who was the uh, shorter guy who was coming up to fight at welterweight for the first time, and you were coming back to welterweight for the first time in almost eight years. Oh, and you got your ass kicked. You were humiliated to the point where you retired. Very wisely, I might add, but it, it was just a humiliating event for you, and now you want to possibly do the same thing against Conor McGregor? Oh, I, I don't know what's going through your mind, but for the love of God, don't do that. And don't bring up Conor McGregor. If you think that he's not good for boxing or that these stupid boxing versus MMA fighter matches are not good, then don't say that you want to take part in one after you spend all this time condemning them. Okay? Just stop, Oscar, for the love of God. I mean... If this is your rational thinking when you're clean and sober, good God, I don't know what the hell is going on when you're on coke, all right? Oof. Moving on. This coming Saturday, Sergei Kovalev, the former light heavyweight champion of the world, makes his comeback to the ring after two back-to-back -back losses against Andre Ward against Vasily Shabransky. If Kovalev wants to stay relevant, he has to win this fight in a big way. Uh, I think that he probably will win the fight. There's nothing about uh, Shabransky's record that really stands out to me at the moment. The only name that's on his resume that really stands out to me is Sullivan Barrera, and he lost that fight uh, in December of last year. He was knocked out in round seven. So I think that uh, this will be a good fight for Kovalev to look dominant. I hope that it uh, sets up a fight with either him and Adonis Stevenson or possibly Artur Biterbiev. I remember watching an early fight of Biterbiev's uh, 
a little while ago. It was probably last year, somewhere around that time. And I thought that he would possibly one day make a good opponent for Sergei Kovalev. And uh, it was later that I found out that Peter Biev had actually beaten Kovalev in the amateurs. And now that uh, Peter Biev has the IBF light heavyweight uh, title, this could be a great setup to a match between these two. Kovalev, heavy hitter, 30 wins, 26 knockouts. Peter Biev, 12 wins, no losses, 12 knockouts. It seems almost like everything these Russians hit, they destroy. And I know that I just stole a phrase from Rocky IV. Right now, I don't care. Uh, I'm thinking about the future of the sport, the future of the light heavyweight division. I think that, like I said, Kovalev versus Stevenson... There's probably a chance that that won't happen. Nobody knows what the heck's going on with Adonis Stevenson's career right now at the moment. He had a fight set up, and now it turns out that that's canceled. So I don't know if that'll happen. Probably not. But I would like to see Kovalev versus Peter Biev, or hell, even Stevenson versus Peter Biev. You know, it could be very interesting for the division. These are all three guys are big knockout punchers. I think I rather I hope that uh, one of those fights happens sooner rather than later or even worse not at all anyway that's all we have for you this week we hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the boxing for free podcast you can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com that's boxing the number four free.com Twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Adzizic, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. It's a radio. Turn it off.